0: Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsey Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley Literacy Gurus as we celebrate literacy together. Welcome back everybody to GV Talks Books. I'm excited to be back today to talk about the little house in the big woods with our third graders and today we're going to talk about chapter nine. So before we get started we're just going to introduce ourselves. So guys if I'm going to say your name and if you can share with me your first name, your last name, and who your teacher is. Hello, my name is Jackson Blair,
1: <laughs> and my te- my teacher is Ms. Schaefer. Awesome to have
2: you here, Jackson, back again. Hi. My name is Henry Oidaway, and my teacher is Ms. Schmidt.
0: Glad to have you both, Jackson and Henry. And then, of course, we have our wonderful co-host here. Go ahead. Mrs. Norsethaporn,
3: and I'm the librarian here at Genesee Valley.
0: So, as I mentioned, today we're digging into Chapter 9, And I really felt like I could relate to Chapter 9 because the seasons are starting to change in the book, just as they are right now. It is gorgeous outside. It's already 55 degrees here. Get out there. Yes, (laughs) we want to get outside. Uh, So I definitely understand the excitement that the girls felt because they were able to go outside and make forts and play. So... Um, Henry, I'm going to ask you first, what makes you excited about spring and better weather?
2: Well, it's maybe because I don't really have to do as many chores, but I still do have to get the wood for a wood stove, and that's okay, but I just think it's easier, and also spring break, and that's one of the major things. Sure is. Absolutely. <laughs> We're
0: only a couple weeks away Just from our spring break. Right.
2: <laughs> Warm weather
3: means spring break.
0: That is right. Jackson, what do you, what excites you about spring being right around the corner?
1: I get to go outside and see my friends that I only get to see once I'm outside and I haven't seen
3: them in a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It opens things up a little bit for us, especially uh, with all that we're going through, right, guys? It's hard for us to get together, and inside it's even harder, and then outside it makes it easier. So it's nice to see that sun shining.
0: Yes, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that this week is our one-year anniversary for COVID. COVID, it is. So last time, last year during this time, we were all already feeling the excitement of warm weather and being able to get outside and see people and do things. And then we didn't get it. We didn't get to do it. No. Everybody went inside. Right. And so uh, I actually feel like I may be more excited because it's been two years since I've had this feeling like I can get outside and like play.
3: No, isn't that crazy, you guys? That it's been a whole year. that's hard to imagine, but you're right. I think it does make it a little bit more exciting that that uh, we get to go outside and actually
0: be with people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you guys think about that? Can you? Does it seem like it's been a whole year? Does it seem like it's been longer, or do you think it seems like it's been shorter than a, a full year?
2: I feel like it's been um, a decades. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're alone, Henry,
3: in that feeling. I think a lot of people feel like it's been forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, what do you think? Uh, does it seem like it's been a year more or less? I think I'm with
3: Henry on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been more. Decades. <laughs> Decades. Yeah. Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. Henry, I think uh, I think you nailed the I uh, the nail on the head with yes, that absolutely. description.
3: Absolutely. Yes.
0: And so then, you know, like I said, I think it's made us be more excited for spring. Because it does feel like it's been decades. It does. It does. You know, the family, they got out, they got spring and better weather. And with better weather and the nice weather, they were able to get in the wagon and do some traveling. And the family all went to Pippin? Pippin is what I... Yeah, I said Pippin. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll say Pippin. Uh, And that is the closest town near where they live. And throughout this journey with the Little House in the Big Woods, we know that they they live in a very isolated spot, right? The only other time we've seen them interact with other people is at Christmas when their family came to visit. And otherwise, they've really been on their own. This was a pretty big deal that they got to get in the wagon and go to travel. And it was the first time Laura and Mary, uh, it's the first time that the sisters got to do this big trip. So being from such a small town, right, we're from a very rural area, I sometimes feel that way when I go into cities. I get pretty excited. So, Jackson, I know you've, you've done some traveling to a big city. When you arrived in that city, what stood out to you that may be a little different than what we have here?
1: Honestly, what I saw is a tall building.
3: Yep, for sure, right? All yeah. the all the big buildings and because we don't have that, do we? We don't have those big tall buildings. And were there a lot of them? Yes,
2: there are yes. many.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes Jackson, what I what surprises me and, and you might not notice this, maybe you do, uh, but as someone who drives a car, what I notice is all the lights, all the times so I have to stop and a red light because in where we live, we only have one, one two. There's maybe, I think there's one one in our town. Yeah. Yeah. There's one stop light in our town. There's stop signs, but there's right.
3: not lights. And in Angelica, I don't think there is a stop sign. There's just a blinking light at the park that just says, be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so no stop signs at all or stop lights. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and in cities, like, you have to stop so that people who are walking everywhere can cross the can street. Go, right. So, Jackson, when you've gone to a city, did you just drive through the city, or were you able to get out and walk? We kind of
1: drove most of the time because I'm so crowded, but... Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: What do you think of that, like, being with so many other people? Do you like it, or do you prefer the small town with less people? And it's kind of okay, but very busy. Yeah, very
3: busy. <laughs> a lot That's to do. A lot to do, right? That's a good thing that there's a lot to do, but it's very fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's very fast, and seems like everybody's in a big hurry to get
0: where they're going. Jackson, do you think you would ever want to live in a city?
2: Mm,
3: mm, thinking
0: hard. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, Jackson, I grew up in a in a town... Uh, Similar to Belmont and Angelica, maybe just a little bit bigger. I think we have two stoplights. But I did live in a city for a few years. I lived in Buffalo, and I enjoyed having more things to do, and I enjoyed having lots of people to meet, but eventually I did think, I want my farms, and I want my hills, and I want my four-wheelers back, and so I moved back, and I was very happy to move back. I loved my time there but that seems to be the way with me. Uh, Our family,
3: uh, in the past, we've always tried to take a trip to the city and uh, to a different city, and it's fun, and it's exciting, but then by the end of the trip, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Henry, you haven't had a chance to visit a city, but hearing what we're talking about with huge buildings and buildings side by side by side and Lots of people and hustle and bustle. Does that sound like something that you would want to go visit someday? Or does that seem to you like, oh no, I'll stay where I am? I
2: have one question. Is it sure.
0: COVID-19 or is it non-COVID-19? Oh, oh. oh. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's pretend that there's no COVID-19, that it's a normal world.
2: Sure, maybe for like a month. And then I would want to go back. Come back. Yep. There's still a bunch of people, a bunch of sicknesses, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful of that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's a a good thing to think about, Henry. And hopefully, you know, you both, when you get older and you get into middle school, there will be opportunities for you to visit big cities like Washington, D.C. and Boston. They go on some great trips. Yeah. So you'll get to... You'll have the opportunity, if you decide to, to visit the cities uh, when you get a little bit older. Um, But, you know, when... So the girls get to go to this city, and they are similar to myself, and a little, I think, similar to Jackson. What he was talking about is they were just in awe of all the shops and all the people. And they're like, oh, my gosh, there's kids playing outside. They don't get to see other kids, you know? So they are pretty excited, but... In this chapter, Laura makes a couple of comments about her appearance, and she's comparing herself to Mary, and it starts with her comparing their hair color, and she says that she's got this ugly brown hair. And before we keep going um because I forgot and I want all of our listeners to know kind of what we're talking about. Um, we're going to let Mrs. North Sethicorn read her passage. And so we can put ourselves in this town. And while you listen, you know, you can think about what they're seeing and put yourself in Laura's place. Cause then we're going to talk about what Laura's feeling as she's comparing herself to Mary in this big town, as they're showing themselves off to all these different people. So, Jackson, Henry, our listeners, we can just kind of mute ourselves, sit back, relax, and we will let Mrs. Norse Porn read a little bit of Chapter 9.
3: Okay. All right. So they are in the wagon, headed to the town, and I'm going to start here where it says, Suddenly the sunshine was hot. The sun was almost overhead in the large, empty sky, and the cool woods stood back from the edge of the lake. Even the big woods seemed smaller, under so much sky. Pa stopped the horses and turned around on the wagon seat, and he pointed ahead with his whip. There you are, Laura and Mary, he said. There's the town of Pepin. Laura stood up on the board, and Pa held her safe by the arm so she could see the town. When she saw it, she could hardly breathe. She knew how Yankee Doodle felt when he could not see the town because there were so many houses. Right on the edge of the lake, there was one great big building. That was the store, Pa told her. It was not made of logs. It was made of wide gray boards running up and down. The sand spread all around it. Behind the store, there was a clearing, larger than Pa's clearing in the woods at home. Standing among the stumps, there were more houses than Laura could count. They were not made of logs either. They were made of boards, like the store. Laura had never imagined so many houses, and they were so close together. Of course, they were much smaller than the store. One of them was made of new boards that had not had time to get gray. It was the yellow color of newly cut wood. People were living in all these houses. Smoke rose up from their chimneys. Though it was not Monday, some women had spread out washing on the bushes and stumps by her house. Several girls and boys were playing in the sunshine in the open space between the store and the houses. They were jumping from stump to stump and shouting. Well, that's Peppin. Pa said. Laura just nodded her head. She looked and looked and could not say a word. After a while, she sat down again and the horses went on. They left the wagon on the shore of the lake. Pa unhitched the horses and tied one to each side of the wagon box, and then he took Laura and Mary by the hand, and Ma came beside them carrying, carrying baby Carrie. They walked through the deep sand to the store. The warm sand came in over the tops of Laura's shoes. There was a wide platform in front of the store, and at one end of its steps went out into the sand. Laura's heart was beating so fast that she could hardly climb the steps. She was trembling all over. This was the store to which Pa came to trade his furs. When they went in, the storekeeper knew him. The storekeeper came from out behind the counter and spoke to him and to Ma, and then Laura and Mary had to show their manners. Mary said, How do you do? But Laura could not say anything. The storekeeper said to Pa and Ma, That's a pretty little girl you've got there. And he admired Mary's golden curls. But he did not say anything about Laura or about her curls. They were ugly and brown. The store was full of things to look at. All along one side were their shelves full of colored prints and calicos. There were beautiful pinks and blues, reds and browns and purples. On the floor along the sides of the plank counters were kegs of nails, kegs of round gray shot, and there were big wooden pails full of candy. There were sacks of salt and sacks of store sugar. In the middle of the store was a plow made of shiny wood with a glittering bright bright plowshare, and there were steel axe heads and hammerheads, saws, all kinds of knives, hunting knives, skinning knives, butcher knives, jack knives. There were big boots and little boots, big shoes and little shoes. Laura could have looked for weeks and not seen all the things that were in that store. She had not known there were so many things in the world. Ma and Pa traded for a long time. The storekeeper took down bolts and bolts of beautiful calicoes and spread them out for Ma to finger and look at each price. Laura and Mary looked, but must not touch. Every new color and pattern was prettier than the last, and there were so many of them. Laura didn't know how Ma could ever choose. She chose two calicoes to make shirts for Pa and a piece of brown denim to make him a jumper when she got some white cloth to make sheets and underwear. Pa got enough calico to make Ma a new apron and Ma said, oh no, Charles, I really don't need it. But Pa laughed and said she must pick it out or he would get her the turkey red piece with the big yellow pattern. Ma smiled and flushed pink and she picked out a pattern of rosebuds and leaves on the soft fawn colored ground. Then, Pa got for himself a pair of galoshes and some tobacco to smoke in his pipe, and Ma got a pound of tea and a little paper package of store sugar to have in the house when company came. It was a pale brown sugar, not dark brown like the maple sugar Ma used for every day. When all the trading was done, the storekeeper gave Mary and Laura each a piece of candy. They were so astonished and so pleased that they just stood looking at their candies, and then Mary remembered and said, thank you. Laura could not speak. Everybody was waiting, and she could not make a sound. Ma had to ask her, what do you say, Laura? Then Laura opened her mouth and gulped and whispered, thank you.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Mrs. porn. So we were able to, you know, get that picture in our minds. And so, you know, they're in this town, and they're just feeling so lucky, and they're putting themselves out there in front of these people like they've never done before. Never seen them before. And then Laura, you know, made a comment about her hair, and I alluded to this before, where she said that her brown hair was ugly, but Mary's hair was these beautiful blonde curls, right? Why do you think that all of a sudden the author chose to share Laura's, um, What do I, how do I want to describe it, her sounds like
3: jealousy a little bit or her, um, like how she feels, how she views herself compared to her sister.
0: Yes. Right. Like it doesn't seem like she has a lot of confidence in herself.
3: Right. Right. right?
0: Yeah. So all of a sudden the, the author is sharing with us how she's comparing herself to Mary and that she's lacking that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Why do you think that Laura all of a sudden is feeling that way now that she's in a big city or a big town where there's all these other people. What do you guys think? Do you think you would worry a whole lot about what you looked like if no one ever saw you?
2: Well, if no one ever saw me, I, would, I wouldn't really care what I look like even now when I go to school. If oh, I'm I love not, that. If I'm not matching, I don't really care because it's their thoughts in my, my mind.
0: i like that i like that henry yes that's exactly it right like we shouldn't be worried about what people think of us in general do you think that all of a sudden having all these other people looking at her made laura feel a little self-conscious what do you think jackson i think a little bit yeah i i think that's the big part is that they've lived in the big woods with
3: nobody around, but maybe their family once in a while will come and visit. And it doesn't really matter what they look like, that their hair's not curled or they run around barefoot, right? And now, as we heard in the passage that I read, she's so nervous she can't breathe. And now all of a sudden she's worried about what she looks like. What what do other people see? So I think it's part of her nervousness. Yeah.
0: What do you guys think? Do you think that's you think that's why she's a little nervous? Yeah, I see some nodding. Well, cut. I think that since it's
1: like her first time seeing other kids, mm-hmm. then I would think that she would be nervous because she doesn't really know what to do. Yeah.
0: I think you're right, Jackson. You're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I probably, like, the first time that we're all with a bunch of other kids is, like, preschool or kindergarten. I can't really remember going to preschool. That was so long ago. But I can remember going to kindergarten and being a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You guys remember how you felt in kindergarten when you came to school and all of a sudden were with other people? Were you nervous, Henry?
2: No, not really. I just, because my motives is to think about me and not what other people think. Hmm. I like your self-confidence. Me too. I
3: think about, you know what I think about, guys? I think about the first day of school every year. The first day of school, as a teacher, I can't sleep. I can't sleep the night before. I'm nervous. Okay, have I got everything I need? Who am I going to meet today? I'm going to see new faces. Are they going to like me? I even still have those thoughts, so... I like Henry's, uh, his boost of self-confidence that doesn't matter, but inside it, I always, it's back there. It's tucked back there a little bit, mm-hmm. even as a, an adult, so.
0: Yeah. Jackson, how about you? Are you like Henry? Are you? Do you feel pretty confident, or do you remember feeling confident, or are you, and I have to agree, I'm with Mrs. Zimmer yeah. over here, are you like us and you get a little nervous?
1: Yeah, I got a little nervous every time I went to school when I was little, like
0: pre-K and
1: kindergarten and stuff. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I think it's normal. It's normal. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, Laura does compare her hair color, and our listeners can't really see us, uh, but I have brown hair. What Um, color is your hair? I have brown hair. You have brown hair. Jackson, what color hair do you have? Brown. Brown. And Henry, what color hair do you have? Blonde. Blonde. And Henry, before we hit record, I had asked you, you know, do you do you think it matters what color hair people have, and what did you say? Because I loved what you said.
2: Um, I I don't quite remember, but I think I did, <laughs> I did say um, it doesn't really matter what type type of hair color you have, as it doesn't really. Ex- affect your personality or anything of, like that.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Henry. Thank, thank you. We're cheering for you, Henry. Yay. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. So I hope as we continue reading that we hear Laura come to that same conclusion that you have, Henry, that our looks really doesn't matter. It's all about our personality, right? And, and she does have a good personality. So, Henry, I wish that you could just jump in the book and share that with Laura. <laughs> Put her at ease. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the end of the chapter, the chapter ends with them in their wagon, and they're heading back home, and Pa is singing. And I, I don't know how his song went, but the words that he sang were, Mid pleasures and palaces, though we may roam, be it ever so humble, There's no place like home. And even though we might not have all been to cities, right, Jackson's been to a city, Henry, you haven't gone to one yet, but we all have traveled somewhere, how do you feel when you get to come home? Are you excited to be back, or are you wishing that you were still traveling?
2: Um, I kind of feel like one time we went to a hotel
0: for my vacation,
2: and we only were there for seven days, and last day we were gonna go and we were gonna go and get like special food and stuff. But they had like an indoor swimming pool, and every night we went to the swimming pool. And if if they have a swimming pool, you wanna stay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I am. <laughs>
0: Nodding his head, and so are we. Yes, yep. Absolutely. If there's a pool, exactly. there's a pool. It makes it a little easier to stay. <laughs> Jackson, what do you think?
1: Cause I've been to a hotel and I love it. I've been to it many times, but it's it wasn't. It's not in the city, and it has
3: a big pool. <laughs> so. And that makes it easier to stay a little longer, right, Jackson?
2: Yeah, so sometimes yes.
1: Sometimes I want to come home. Sometimes I don't.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll say that when we travel, you know, even if it's just for a day, uh, especially if it's traveling to a city, when we come home, we always drive through uh, Springville. We have to go through Springville uh-huh. to get back to my house. And that seems to be the point where the city stops and you start seeing all the hills that are around where we live. And when I see the hills, I have always have this sigh of relief. Like it just makes me feel more like I'm home. mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the big cities with all the tall buildings are great. Uh, It's fun to visit, but I like being back in the hills. I agree. Yep. And I agree. I agree a little bit with the boys. Like
3: you get to a place and it's really nice and you think, oh, I could be here forever. And then it, it's time to go, and you have to do it, and maybe you're a little grumpy and right, you don't want to do it, but as you get closer to home, you think, oh, I have missed this. <laughs> I have missed the hills, and just being familiar, knowing where I'm at. I know where I'm at now. So, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, if I could take my cat to the beach, you might not <laughs> be able to get me to come <laughs> home, but I miss my cat, oh. so I need to come home. <laughs> So, you know, it, it is such a nice chapter, and because it talked about spring and travel, it did make me excited because that's what we're starting to do now. Starting to get there. So we'll just, you know, keep on trekking, and today is the day that we should get outside. And so I think that's where we're going to end it today. You know, we've traveled. We've come back. Seasons have changed. The sun is out. So we can start enjoying it again. Enjoy. Yes. Get out there, boys. Yes, so Jackson, you know, I know you said there's a birthday in your house, but I hope you get to go outside, Henry, you too, and I know we're probably going to try to steal some sun ourselves. We're
3: going to try to,
0: absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, boys, for joining us, and thank you all of our listeners for joining us once again to talk about The Little House in the Big Woods. If you would like to follow along, of course, you can find this book in your local library or online as an ebook, and you can follow us every Thursday. Until next time, we'll pick up with chapter 10. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you, the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page.